It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Now he's got it. Heaves it away into centre field. Deborah Cini, quick hands, fast as they can get it across to Muirheads. And the Brumbies are in again on the back of the try. Here we go. The mighty Brumbies, Jeremy Paul. Welcome in. Mate, where's Ken? That's all I want to know. Where's Ken? Where are you, Ken? Ken has sent in. Uh, Four text messages. Shall I work my <laughs> Shall I work my way through them? Absolutely. Right here we go. Uh, I'm going to read them in order. Actually, so this one first. Staffy, I can't let JP down. You guys surprised me a lot as the referee did, and 13 players on field. But close game. Well done, Brumbies. You guys might make top four again, but we'll be back uh, in the final, maybe. Cheers. Yours, JP. <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> second, That's the first one. Second one. JP, you are the best team in Australia, yes or no? There's a question. Brumby's best Australian team? Mate, of course they are. Brumby's. <laughs> mate, Brumby's are... The head and shoulders, like everyone else is going through this transition period, right? Like of younger players coming through and you know, the Brumbies have been rock solid for many years now and it's it's the Crusaders type I suppose model, right? Everyone's trying to get to that Crusaders model where it is that that transition period of losing great players and just that continually in the, the, the juggernaut. So oh mate, I, I'm Look, and the Blues actually, like, I'm thinking the Blues can start a bit of a, a dynasty here, I reckon. Like, I think the Blues are the making of, of a side that can be dominant over the next five to eight years. So, oh, it's very early on in the season, mate. We can't give it, can't get stuck into Kenny too much. Well, he said, JP, you can give me your telling off. I'm ready for it. I'm sitting down. <laughs> nah, not at all, mate. Not at all. Look, it was it was actually a bit of a horrible game there at different matches because it looks it looked blistering hot, didn't it? Like it's mate, you don't want to be playing games at that early in in the year, particularly in Australia. But um, yeah, there was a few handling errors. But look, I, I think it's got the makings of a great season, man. It really does. Look, there's some really Really good rugby being played, but then there's some poor rugby as well. Mm. Someone texted in earlier, and in fact, they asked me last week and I didn't get a chance to ask you. They have asked for your opinion of uh, Brumby's player Cullen Gray. Cullen Gray? Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. I haven't... Who's, who's, Cullen, who's Cullen Gray? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a spelling mistake, and I thought. Who is it? <laughs> Maybe, 
Oh, he might be a young bloke. Sorry, like, um, he's not a missing child of mine, is he? Well, well, there we go. Maybe we're finding out what's going on now. I'm just going to see if they're named in this week's team. Um, can't see it. Yeah, the Brumbies team, mate. Look, it's what, what I'm loving about the Brumbies is um, is Nick White and Noel Alicio coming back into the starting squad. I think um, these guys are ready. Uh, had a couple of weeks easing into it, but it just shows that depth, mate, with the Brumbies. So it's it's mate, it's a good place to be in. It's a really good place to be in for the Brumbies. Like particularly going into this weekend, where it's a bit of a grudge match, you know, with Queensland Reds. They've been probably the better two teams over the last three to four years. So um, no, I'm, I'm I'm just liking the way they're tracking. I think Stephen Larkham too has to take a lot of credit here, mm. where. I think he's gone away overseas and he's just become a better coach, um, knowing how to use his squad. Because that's that's one of the big things over in over playing over in Europe, right? Is having to play with bigger squads, going through the Six Nations, um, losing Test stars, and like a balancing act. Because you, you've got forty two players, forty two to forty five players in a, in a squad over in in uh, over in England and so and Ireland. Because uh, you, you're running in three different competitions, so to, but whereas here in Australia or Super Rugby, um, you only got 32 players. So it's, it, I think it's 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 really showing that the maturity I think of Stephen Larkham and and you know sort of picking and having faith in his squad, like. No, I'm, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm really liking the way the Brumbies are tracking. Yeah, I am too. I, they're always, when the Brumbies are firing, they're such a good team to watch and they're such a good team to challenge your own teams as well. So personally, I actually hope they do keep kicking on. There's another Australian derby going on, the Rebels are taking on the Waratahs. I was pretty impressed with the Rebels' defensive effort last week, obviously hosts of uh, Super Round. Can they back it up and challenge the Waratahs? Well, this is this is always the notorious issue, right? Um, is the consistency like this has always been a, a, a I suppose a negative towards Australian rugby for such a long period of time um, all the way up to the top right with the Wallabies we go and beat Scotland at Murrayfield and lose to Italy for the next week <laughs> um, you know the Rebels lose a tight one against the Force and then the Force come out and get absolutely walloped by the Reds a week later but then the Rebels um, you know, really make a game of it against the Hurricanes last week. Look, albeit with the Hurricanes, and I, and I do like, I do love the Simbin. Like, I wish we would have had the Simbin back in my day. To be honest, um, I don't think I would have played any minutes against Richard McCaw if if we had the Simbin back then. Ooh, ooh, boo! Um, nah, no, no, just joking. Um, but we 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 definitely. That Simbin is such. I, I think. I think made it change the game, like for the better. And if teams continually infringe, and that's what we saw, right? Like, um, what about the old Artie Severe? He got a bit angry, didn't he? Got a yeah. little bit angry. So I'm very keen to hear on your your take on that. Like at the time, and the fact he's been suspended for a week. What what what's your view? Oh, mate, look. We've got to get away from the fact that this isn't a contact sport, and you just want to rip someone's head off. Like this is what you do. Like this is a it's a very difficult, like balancing act, really. As like with your aggression and with your emotions and all this sort of stuff. Like how the hell 
are you meant to go in and absolutely bash, like tackle your hearts out, run and into a brick wall, and then someone niggles the hell out of you and you don't want to then punch them in the face? I get it. I get it. We're not allowed to do that stuff anymore, and I don't condone violence. I get all that. But come on, man. It's... Oh, it's such a tough, tough, tough environment these days, mate. It really is. And I take, I feel sorry for someone like Artie Sevilla, who's, who's also just been a wonderful servant of the game and an absolute gentleman off the field as well and on it. He's always played fair. Look, he's just, he just got really angry. Like he must have been hangry. Must have been hungry. He must have been hungry. And he, he's such, such an entertainment package, and he's going to be sore. Isn't he? So, <laughs> He's going to be so sorely missed. And, and the big match up in yeah. New Zealand is the Hurricanes Blues. Um, it's it's always a fantastic match. Uh, Hurricanes' first home game as well. What well, if, like, when you're in the Wallabies and the Brumbies and you lost a star player and, and you're one of the leaders in the team, what, how do you rally the troops to, to replace that void? Oh, look, you've, you've got multiple leaders on the field, mate. Like, um, you know, you, you can't rely on just one inspirational player. It's just, it's impossible. Because, um, mate, look, I, I, you know, I was fortunate, as you know, played with many great players and we we lost one. Um, it does make a huge difference with cohesion and, and obviously with timing. Um, but it gives another opportunity to a player. But when, but... The way the Hurricanes will be looking at this game, and, and sorry, particularly the Blues and, and more than anything, Hurricanes gives them an understanding of where they sit. Like when you play the top teams, and that's why the Brumbies win over the Blues was, was instrumental for them because it gives them a guideline of where they're sitting. But So the Hurricanes will be looking to see where they sit like what, what what type of hierarchy do they sit in this competition? What chance do they have? Whereas the Blues will be looking at this game in preparation for this next weekend because when you know you've got uh, the Crusaders like the following week, it's a great prep, like you've got Brumbies, um, Hurricanes Crusaders, because when you look at the season, like you sit down at the season and you put them into blocks, well this is what we used to do anyway, we used to like look at the blocks and go, okay, these are going to be so it, you then arrange your training loads as well so if you know you're going to have like say the blues are coming up against the brumbies the hurricanes and the crusaders you train you do a lot more pre-loading before that and you you know you put the gas in the tank so to speak and then you um and you and you lighten up because the contact will be heavier so those tougher games so you don't do as much contact and you and you really prepare your season around those really tough encounters so um look the blues um will obviously be disappointed about last week they never really fired like that and that's probably still a positive for the blues like they've still got so much left in them man they've got so much left. just really silly errors and silly discipline but um oh this will be a blockbuster against the hurricanes they'll go out and absolutely bash each other and um look and the blues will be thinking not obviously discarding the hurricanes but this will be a launch pad for them to take in a bit of confidence with the crusaders the following week because the crusaders are looking awesome as is the chiefs mm. where did the chiefs come from mm. 
Yeah, exactly Man, right. They look, they look really sharp. Oh, mate, McKenzie, he is, oh, my God. And, and there's another thing, right, about players going overseas and coming back too. Just that experience and that difference and that confidence. Mate, he is, he is looking incredibly sharp. Like, everything is coming from him. So, you know, any team that's playing the Chiefs, I would just zero in on, on Damon McKenzie. Um, someone said uh, Cullen Gray... Here we go. He's from Northland and he was a touch protege. He played under-18s rugby for ACT and they're sure he's in the Brumby squad this year. And I just had a quick look. He played a pre-season game off the bench for the Brumby. So I don't know if he's in the in the main squad. So um, we'll keep an eye on him. Had a few questions for you, JP. I'll paraphrase a whole bunch of them about Stephen Larkham. Obviously, you played a lot of footy with him. And, of course, his nickname was Bernie after Weekend at Bernie's because no emotion. Uh, people wanting to know what was he like as a teammate and what's he like off the field? Oh, mate, he, he, look, Bernie actually came from, yeah, the, the movie show Bernie, uh, Weekend at Bernie's, the guy that was dead, and they were holding him up with strings and waving and pretended that he was alive. So what happened when he got that nickname? Was on a, we were on a three-day camp, and three- or four-day camp. It was four days, sorry, because on the fourth day, we are having a team meeting, and all of a sudden, bloke down the back puts his hand up and talks, and they were like, Who's this? What? What? It was the first thing he said in four days. So he's like, "That's the bloke from Bernie, <laughs> Bernie the weekend," because he never talks. He's dead. But the good thing about Stephen Larkham is he's got an alter ego called Barney Lurkham. <laughs> now we call him Barney Lurkham because he's it, it's his angry. Like you've never seen a bloke like who weighs eighty five kilos ringing wet. Like he is. He played so above his his size. Because um, he was just the angriest bloke on the field. Like, total control, please. Total control. But in terms of aggression and physicality, like, he he played like he was 120 kilos. And that was the... But he, his movement with on the field was sublime. Like, you, you, you never... I never played with someone who who could just ghost across the field and create space like... Yeah, just incredible space. Like it was his vision of the game, how he saw it, um, his skills as well from passing left to right, right to left. He could nail twenty meter passes. Um, but off the field, one of the best, one of the one of the best squad men you could have. Like he was just a gorgeous guy. Um, but and when we had a good time, man, we used to get to see Barney Lurkham. So it was just, it was, it was awesome. It was having two, like having two mates. Um, but um, oh, look, and it's it's so good to see that he's back because his brain is so good. He's got such a good brain, um, and it's just a matter of experience, right? Like he, it was probably a good thing that he went away overseas and um, you know just challenged himself and being in a different environment as well and, and working with different players as well, right? Like in getting out of that Brumby system and sort of coming back and uh, look, and you've already probably seen a few characteristics where he's already turned down Eddie, I believe, to sort of assist with things. Like he's just fully concentrated on his job at hand with with the Brumbies and, um, oh, mate, look, I love him to death. I think he's an absolute cracker of a bloke. Um, geez, I've nev- never had so many questions come through the text machine. I have to, to combine a few of them. A lot of people just want to know what you think is going to happen. Um, Hurricanes hosting Blues. Um, and, of course, Ken says Roger Tuivasa-Shek played his best 40 of his career in rugby, and he reckons he'll give Geordie a good battle in the 12 jerseys. 
Oh, look, absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm loving the competition, like, with respects to... You, we always love the competition, right? Like in New Zealand rugby, that's the the great thing is the is the production line that keeps coming off. But what what I like, what I do love about Geordie Barrett is his commitment and defence. Like, but I, I'm liking Havili as well, man. I think Havili sort of struggled with injury over sort of a year ago, um, and he's come back. In looking very, very good. And I I said this last year, man, I've said this probably now for two years. It's been, thing with the All Blacks has been their midfield, has been that 12-13. And I think once they figure out that combination, but I think Rico Ioane is definitely the 13. I think if they can figure out the 12, which I'm still loving Roger Tuovasa-Shek, man. I, I love Roger. I think he's... It's just world-class, mate. Like, and I think if he can just continue to build some confidence... Um, I, I wouldn't worry about Geordie Barrett. I'd be worrying about Roger. Uh, text message from Dean. He doesn't uh, mince words. Dean from Dunedin has said, Jeremy, are you guys pleased uh, that Rico is a god and can't be criticised? The rest of the world must be laughing at us having uh, possibly the best 11 in the world, but he's playing at 13. Uh, he doesn't pass the ball to win the game, not once, but twice. What's your take on Rico Ioane at centre? Uh, be honest. There you go. Oh, no, mate, I'm being completely honest. Mate, he's an absolute gun. Like, 13 is actually one of the most difficult spots in the back line, and that's why Conrad Smith was so good, because it's the defensive breed, right? And also, too, with his attack side of things, that will come with respects to making the right decisions and that that's across the board with let's not forget he's still only what is he still only 23 24 something like that yeah like he's still only young so yeah yeah he's still only young so he's still learning his craft but i i made this kid once he once he gets all that confidence and once he gets that um understanding of of making the right decision and that comes with experience this kid could be one of the best 13s of all time. I, that's what I truly believe. Like, he's got every attribute of pace, size, physicality. Um, it's just dis- decision-making at the moment for him, which, again, comes with experience. So, um, look, yes, he is a great winger, but I think he's wasted at wing. I just think if he's got a good inside centre, if he plays, if they have the right combination in terms of 12-10, they're still... Chopping and changing between Bodie Barrett and Richard Moir. Like, like at the end of the day, there's like you need that cohesion and that stability within selections to be able to increase your capabilities as a player as well. So, no, look, I, 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 I will back Rico Ioane all day, every day. I think the guy's a gun. And finally, quick fire. We'll ask you this each week and we'll see if the team changes. Who wins Super Rugby this year? Oh, look, I, th- I still go in the Blues. I think the Blues are still the top pick. I think the Brumbies are close. Close. I think the three are the, the Blues, the Brumbies and the Crusaders. I want to see more of the Chiefs before I throw them in the top three. OK, we'll do top three each week and we'll see if it ever changes, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Good yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. We've got a scoop. Awesome. Go have lunch. See you, Ken. <laughs> <Yeah, bro. laughs> okay, the Bravish Jeremy Paul here.